Hello, and welcome to the Subnormal Podcast. My name is Lauren, and this is a podcast where I interview artists with spiritual practices because sometimes what inspires us spiritually is also what feeds us artistically. And other times, the other way around. Hello! First of all, happy 2023. A lot of things have happened um, because we live in crazy times. But now I have for you finally, finally, a conversation with an artist. I feel like it's taken me so long to get through January to get this out. (sighs) But here we are. Lots of things are happening. I started back going to school as you know well as being a teacher so it's been a little crazy but while i was on winter break i got to have this amazing conversation with an artist named amelia amelia is an oil painter and just astrologer herbalist out in boulder colorado I actually met her when I was out in Colorado last year to check out the Visionary Muses show. And since that, I've been following her work on Instagram and her work is beautiful. Her work is esoteric. It's ancient. It has this reverence. And when we have this conversation today, when you hear this conversation today, the reverence for art, magic, and astrology is so incredibly vibrant in her intentionality, in what she is doing. And it really is probably the most, it's the most sacred connection I feel like I've ever witnessed for planets through paint. Today's episode is really fascinating. I personally learned a lot um, when it came to the topic of electoral astrology and elections within astrology. That is something totally new for me. So very fascinating stuff. We talk about the process with this series that Amelia is currently working on and the magical pops that happened throughout her continuing to play out experience with this series that she's been working on for a few years now. She also has shirts so you can connect to these planetary energies on their day, which again, the intentionality in this episode when Amelia speaks about her work is just absolutely beautiful, really, really gorgeous. So with that said, where does one find Amelia? Well, you can find her through her website, ameliapasser.com, Instagram as ameliapasser, all one words, all lowercase, um, as well. You can also find Amelia on Patreon. Again, Amelia Passer to support her and the work that she's doing. Um, You can also get sneak peeks of the whole images because for the most part, Amelia has only been sharing snippets of these paintings. You can also pick up those shirts at her Etsy shop, Amelia Pastorius. Highly recommend that. Next paycheck, checking it out. 
Um, but again, all those links are going to be in the show notes as always. Um, so yeah, before we dive into the conversation, a little bit of housekeeping. As I mentioned earlier, um, I'm taking a step back from workshops and vending. So if you are interested in the coloring book, definitely hit me up online on my website. You can find it at subnormalchild.com. Um, so that's a personal note, but also if you would like to support this podcast, that would be so wonderful. And there's a few ways you can do that. One would be to just follow this podcast that lets Spotify or any other, um, app that you are listening to this through know that you appreciate and like this content and links it up. So other people might come across it. Share it with friends, neighbors, family, however you wish. And of course, if you would like to help monetarily, I do have a Patreon. That link is in the show notes as well. Subnormal Child on Patreon. That's where you can find all my art rituals. Those are really the only art rituals I'm holding as of now until I get done with going back to school. So that should be done this summer. But if you're interested in a little art as ritual, using art as a therapeutic tool and using art to just kind of nurture and take care of yourself, it not only helps the podcast to be a patron, but it also can work for you as well. So with all that said, I want to give a special thank you to Amelia and all those from the past two years who have been supporting the podcast by sharing their work. It really means the world to just be able to sit down, connect, and and hear the magic behind the art. I'm just really thankful. Entering into another year of magic, sharing art, sharing and connecting, amazing creators and of course thank you for being here for listening and that just means the world to me but with that said let's just dive right in so i have been working on this series that i started may of 2021 um it's a series of seven paintings called the seven basics and the seven basics is an idea taken from herbal alchemy Mm -hmm. um specifically paracelsus developed you know the spagyric kind of methodology and in that it's a thing of when you're working with the plants, all the plants are embodied within a different planet. So Mm. all the plants kind of have like a flavor as does everything of like a different kind of planetary archetype Mm -hmm. and different ruled by a planet. So when you're starting on the plant path, of herbal alchemy, you do the seven basics initially. And so you make seven spagyrics, one ruled by each planet. So like um, I, 
for the for example like yarrow is a plant that's ruled by venus mm. so if you're going to make a venus spagyric you want to only work with that planet on friday venus day and do the entire process in accordance to her and then kind of invoke her energy within within the spagyric process and in that way you're getting to know that planet too so the the seven basics of the the, the painting series the planetary series are each of the paintings being ruled by a different planet so mm-hmm. working on those and and sort of following the same guidelines right so working on those paintings during the planetary day um doing kind of rituals around the planetary hour, certain elections. Um, With that, it's taken a while. Um, I'm hoping to get done by March when Saturn goes into Pisces. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much taken all of my time for the last almost two years of, of just working on these seven paintings. Wow. That's incredible. I, there's like so many words, first of all, so many words that you use that I was like, oh my gosh, this is going so over my head. This feels like such (laughs) really intellectual stuff, but also what I'm hearing is such intentionality. Like ultimately that style of herbalism is about that intentionality that you are putting into it is, is what I'm getting. And so you're really putting that same intentionality into your paintings. I'm curious for you, which came first, herbalism or astrology? Because these are both so, it sounds like they're interconnected. Yeah. So I actually got in, it's it's interesting, right? Because I think that a lot of people would say that they're into astrology. Mm-hmm. And I would say that I'm, I was one of those people for a while before I got really into astrology. And now I would say I'm really into astrology. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of more surface in, into astrology first. Like I knew that what my sun sign and my moon and my rising were, but that was kind of it. I didn't really, you know, pay much attention to other things, but I started getting into <clears throat> alchemy And kind of during the pandemic in like 2020, I started like really delving into like studying and um, kind of getting the download there and, and, and through that learning more about hermeticism and, and hermeticism, sort of the three core, I guess, like skills or masteries are alchemy, magic and astrology. And it's like, it's, it's like, if you can master those three things, you have like the keys to, you know, the universe and, and all of that. So, um, I guess, yeah, it, they, they kind of do feed into each other, but I didn't really start getting super into astrology. Well, yeah, it was about, it was probably the beginning of 2021 that I started getting way more into astrology and like studying on a deeper level. Yeah. And then, and then from there, I feel like my, it, that kind of surpassed my, my herbal alchemy um, interest mm. too. That's super interesting. And on that note, because you mentioned that you started 
these paintings, was it in 2020 or 2021? So yeah, I started the paintings 2021. Um, okay. And, and yeah, and now that I think about it, so I got into astrology because I was studying how do I make talismanic paintings? Mm-hmm. Like in, in like looking at hermeticism, specifically talismans. How do we like, you know, this is an ancient technique that's been done, but there's not, there weren't a lot of people that I know of that are translating that into actual paintings and like using like the the artwork itself as the magical object. So I started right. studying, how do I do that? That sounds dope. And yes. then I got really into astrology, which is mainly electional astrology is the way that you make talismans. And what is electional astrology? Because that was one of the phrases that I was like, hmm, I've never actually heard that before. Yeah. So an election is like a specific moment in time or like, you know, 15 minutes of time or something. And it's, it's an auspicious thing. Like it's like, and you can, you can make an election for anything. I say auspicious because I'm only doing auspicious elections. But if you wanted to like get rid of rats in your house, like you could do that too. And like, it's the thing, it's this thing of you look at the alignment of the planets um, and what they're all doing. And it's sort of like, it's, it's almost like divination. It's like reverse divination in a way. So it's like, Ah. in, in a way that you can use, um, you know, there's so many different divining tools, but astrology is one of those. So, and in a way of like, okay, I can look at the stars right now and see what is happening. You can sort of do a reverse thing and you can be like, well, what would be the optimal like thing for this to happen? Right. And then you can look and see, okay, well, I want to make a Venus election and I want like you know, like all like people to just like see my work and like love me. So I want to do it like during a Friday, like during Venus hour, Venus is like exalted in her home. And then she's in a good place with the moon. And like, there's no bad malefics involved. Like, it's sort of like you're looking at this perfect picture of this thing to manifest for you. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Does that make sense? Huh? Does that make sense? I feel like I have to process it because it's just so fascinating. I've, I've studied some of astrology throughout the years, but I'll have to say a lot of this feels so esoteric because I just haven't, I don't have experience like that myself, but I also know that there are parts of what you're saying that I do kind of have some concept of like the connection of herbalism to the planets is something I'm familiar with roughly, but it's definitely like how you're explaining all of this is like taking the little microscopic piece that is astrology and like blowing it up so that you see like all the little things and how they interact on a daily level rather than just like a cosmic one. Totally. Totally. And, and what specifically like elections are used for is, for example, recently we've, we went through our last Jupiter and Pisces for for like 10 years. So Mm -hmm. Jupiter being at home in Pisces, greater benefic 
daddy Jupiter. He's our best friend, daddy. We love him. He was just in his home, you know? And, and I felt that on a personal level, just like him being, you know, where he was supposed to be, like kind of like all these expanding opportunities, like all these nice things happening. So that's a wonderful time to encapsulate, right? So when, when an election does what kind of the talismanic magic does is it takes that energy that you want to have around with you and it kind of saves it for later when you really need it. Mm. Now that makes sense. When we were originally talking about scheduling this conversation, you were like, can we schedule it before uh, (laughs) Jupiter shifts into Aries, which of course didn't work out, but I was like, oh, I can't wait to ask her about this in the podcast and be like, where, what, what is the motivation there? Because there's an intention, you know, mm-hmm. and like, okay, well, what does that look like? And it's like, yeah. ooh, but there's all these lines connecting and that's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I did, no- yeah, I did notice that we didn't make the cut and it, that all, it also feels aligned that way too, you know, like it didn't, it didn't work in that way. And now Jupiter's in Aries, which is, mm-hmm. um, it's not as like, you know, he's not in his, kind of expanded watery self anymore but he's initiating things he's like getting things started and you were like this is my first podcast of the year yep so that's, <laughs> that's true so it's perfect mm-hmm. yeah I love that yeah I, I'd love to know so you have seven paintings that you're working on and from what I could see on um your Instagram these are paintings that have lots of iconography in them. And so I would love to know how do you, as the artist, go go about selecting the iconography that you're infusing into these pieces? Yeah, <clears throat> that's a great question. Um, so each one is essentially... So, so one thing, one thing like studying talismanic magic, uh, it's, it's like attracts like, and, and something with the likeness of something else will compel the other thing to come into it. Mm. So I'm trying to make, you know, these talismanic paintings specifically for each planet. And so the idea is you want to make a painting that the planet feels at home in. Mm. And so each one, um the iconography is like specific to that planet and like the mythology of that planet and um the feelings that that planet invokes and the symbolisms like there and the plants associated with that planet the colors um there's a lot of like uh the metals associated with it i put in there and um like for example my jupiter painting um jupiter is zeus so in Greek mythology, so and he's, mm. you know, big, big Papa Sky Daddy. So he, he's in the center of my Jupiter painting, very large. And he has these lightning bolts like coming out of his hands. And then the lightning bolts are traveling throughout the rest of the painting and just kind of like embellishing certain points and, and thinking about, well, you know, Jupiter like bringing light to certain areas right and so kind of like um 
how do yeah how do I bring out the essence of that planet within the painting and that took I didn't really pre-plan them Mm -hmm. um I was like it was it was it was something that kind of developed as they as I was going with it and Mm -hmm. it was what was fascinating and and so cool for me is like the process of the seven basics is 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 getting to know these planets mm-hmm. and it was almost as if while i was doing that process i kind of forgot that that was like what was going to happen to me and so it was like i would i would get to a place with a painting where maybe i i was a little like stuck and on a subconscious level or or consciously i would just pray to the planet, like, let me get to know you. And then it would just like, as, as the painting would develop, like I would have like these real life experiences where like the planet would show up for me in these ways. And then I could develop more of the painting and like come back later. And uh, yeah, it, they, they do feel like they've painted most of them themselves for sure. Wow. I love what you just said, like it really wowed me to hear this, this moment of stuckness and the surrender of like, let me get to know you. I think it's so powerful when I hear people talk about planet work, there's a lot of intimacy with that. You have to really like open yourself up to what does that really feel like on, on an individual level. And on that note, I'm curious, was anything that came through kind of a surprise to you where you were like, oh, this is who you are. I learned something. I, well, surprise. I don't know if surprise is the best word. It it would be like, they were kind of just be like these like aha moments in a way of like, um, you know, like when I was really developing my Mars painting, I was really like learning a lot about anger mm-hmm. in a whole new way that I'd never really like looked at before. And that was one of those things where it was like, you know, I'm developing my, I'm like, you know, getting more into my Mars painting and realizing like, oh, like, this is, this is what this is. This is what yeah. this is for. And, and my experience is feeding that. Like, I know what anger is for in a way that I didn't understand before, you know? Yeah. That's, that sounds very on brand for Mars. It feels like a yeah. very Mars lesson. And that's so cool to hear because like I said, it's very, like everyone's relationship with planets looks different our interpretations and so having that connection is something that's very sacred and I'm curious for you what planet do you resonate with the most out of all of this work what has kind of been like oh this is my soul teacher planet <laughs> that's an easy one to to do I feel like they can hear me <laughs> Um, you know, 
they I I do have an answer but I but they all have really like made an impression on me um they really like I and I love them deeply like they like I like yeah but I I really you know I'm a Libra son (laughs) so I really love Mm -hmm. Venus and Venus Mm -hmm. was the first one I started um I started it May 2021 when Venus was in Taurus Mm. Um, and I also looking back my first spagyric was also Venusian it was Yarrow Um, so that's always been kind of my it's yeah it's a I think it's a good friendly one to get started with she's really lovely especially for women and like feminine identifiers and she um she's love harmony and beauty and we need a lot of that and the way that she's come through uh in my paintings yeah have I really I I enjoy her a lot I love Mm -hmm. I love that that one I can hear it in your voice there's a lot of like familiarness to that but also it's just so funny you're also a a Libra so of course of course it would be yeah that's very that's perfect that makes a lot of sense Um, yeah what's your moon and your rising so uh, I'm like I don't know if I want to (laughs) say um yeah I like it's interesting after studying astrology at the level that I'm at I'm like this is too much information to give out to people that's fair like like, yeah um but yeah I'm a Libra sun um and I have a um Gemini moon Ooh, much air I love that very air yeah yes yeah 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 um, but yeah, when people give me their sun, moon, and rising, I know their entire birth chart. <laughs> it is powerful. And there is a it's reason powerful. why a lot of millionaires don't share their birth time. <laughs> I get it. I get it. And I, I might change my mind later. Like I might be, you know, someone might ask me in public later and I might feel differently. But yeah, I, I've been telling people not to share. And so I want to be, I want to do what I'm saying. And, and yeah. I respect that. I totally respect yeah. that. Yeah. Since Venus is the the one that you've resonated with a whole lot, um, I want to kind of go back to that painting for you. Um, what has been like the most interesting thing to paint, maybe in that painting or another painting where on a technical level, you're just like, whoa, this is like <laughs> really coming through right now. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I would say the Venus painting is definitely the most technical of all of them. Mm. Um, she's, her herself is very technical. Like, so, so v, they, I guess there's a lot of kind of Venusian pieces in her. But um, if you look at the painting, the there's a woman in 
a kind of the focal lady. She's very Venusian and she's holding a mirror and she's, mm. she's like, she's like naked and she has her hair flowing and she's like, has these pearls like dripping from her. And I painted like, she was like one of the first things that really came through for the whole series. Definitely the most technically difficult thing I had ever painted up until that point. And it was like kind of a moment of like, oh shit, like there, it's all going to have to be at this level. Like, wow. and, and in a way, like, you know how sometimes like it just works out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it was kind of like that. Like most of, most of this whole painting, it's just been working out. There's been like a lot of, a lot of things that I've had to like do days and days on, but like most of it, I've yeah. kind of been able to figure it out. But uh, yeah, it was like, she was the first really technically accurate thing, you know, very uh, a la prima painted, just like mm. beautiful lady. And I was just like, ah, all right. Like we're, we're doing this now. Like it, this is going to take a while also, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so cool to have that moment. Cause hearing what you're saying, it sounds like it's all just being guided. Like you're just kind of like a little vessel that's like, all right, whatever you want, man, we're doing it. And that I think is so powerful. Yeah. Yes. So I actually do like, I've, <laughs> I've, condensed it quite a bit from when I started but I do a bit of ritual before I start Mm. and there's been maybe two times where I haven't done it before I've painted and I can't even do it wow like it like it ends up I I end up like slapping it away or something like it just doesn't happen for me Mm -hmm. and like it it's yeah it you know at first I was just like yeah I'm you know I'm doing the things because I'm supposed to do the things and now I'm like I have to do the things or else they're not going to come through and show up for me like they like when I do the things Mm, this is like such a a form of worship like and I'm I'm so here for it the planet worship (laughs) is so good yeah yeah I sing um the Orphic hymns to them Aw. And I and I burned their planetary incense while I'm painting them. Aww. Under, under the painting. This sounds like such it's it just like really tickles my heart to hear this care. Cause not that you know, not doing this is like a bad thing, but it just like hearing you talk about it, it just warms my heart so much where there's this reverence there yes and like if you think about it like there was there used to be so much reverence you know like these planets are we're used to just hearing them being sung to on a regular basis mm-hmm. and now it's not happening the majority of the time and I had a experience where I was I used to live kind of across the street from a brewery and they had a live musician playing one night. Mm-hmm. And I was across the street painting my Venus 
and I was singing to her. And while I was singing to her, I thought, is this doing anything? Like, I was just like, do you care that I'm like singing to you? Like, it's just, is this silly? And I stopped the, I, you know, the, the hymn ended. And right when the hymn ended, the song at the bar across the street ended and there was loud applause all over. Aww. So it was, it was like this like applause that happened as soon as I stopped singing. And it was just like this affirmation of like, oh yeah, like you're, of course, like we love this. Mm. That's so beautiful. I absolutely love that. When it comes to the work that you're doing with the planets right now, um, what sort of, how do you relate colors to these planets as well? Because you mentioned that, and I think working with color is such a fascinating thing. So connecting them to planets is something that I think would just be so interesting. Yeah, so each planet has colors that it's associated with Mm -hmm. already so venus is green Mm -hmm. saturn is black the sun is yellow um mars is red mercury is orange (laughs) some people might say blue but i resonate more with orange even Mm -hmm. sort of the kind of like um if you think about kind of the heightened vibration of that color it's kind of more like I feel like Mm. and blue is more like so blue is like blue is Jupiter um moon is purple anyway so using so so that being sort of the basis of them um of each of the whatever and then they all also have like um a metal associated with them Mm. So um, Saturn is lead. And so for my Saturn painting, I'm using Saturn is death, right? Boundaries. Um, I'm using bone black for Saturn. So it's it's black made out of animal bones um, and then lead white. And those are my only colors for the Saturn. That was what I was looking for. Like colors, yes. But then also, like, technically, what are they made out of? I love that you incorporated that as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So Mars is iron mm-hmm. and its color is red. So I actually made my own paint for Mars um, out of out of dirt, out of dirt yes. that, I, that I found on Tuesdays. And it's made out of iron oxide. Mm-hmm. And so starting my Mars painting with the iron oxide and really like kind of like infusing that and then after that it's just been red and mars black pretty much that in itself is such a like alchemy like going out and like gathering your materials to create this what was that like where were you at where you were um gathering this material this iron I went around um, sort of the front range, like the the mountains around here and like Boulder. If you really notice, there's so many different colors of dirt Mm -hmm. and you want like the kind of clay, more clay dirt, the stuff that kind of stains your hands a little bit. Yeah. And I had a, um, a friend show me how to do it and we just drove around and like collected different bottle, like jars of dirt. 
Mm. And it's yeah, pretty simple process. It's like kind of like you basically clean it a bunch, kind of like by straining it a lot of times until it you're only left with the very, very, very fine, fine pigment. And then you let that evaporate in water. And then you're kind of just left with like really fine, like clay pieces. And then you just grind that up and sift it again. And then it's just like the finest, finest powder, but it's pure pigment. Wow. And then you can mix that with whatever I did with linseed oil for oil painting. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. Cause it's, it's like you're connecting it with color in a totally different way when you're doing that. Um, and also it does make sense because there's so much like reddish earth out, out in that direction. Um, has this inspired you to want to use more natural materials or like making your own um, oil paints from there? <clears throat> yes and no. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Like always now I'm looking at what's going on <clears throat> and like the different colors and things of the landscapes. And if there is like a really cool color, like, oh my gosh, if I saw a green dirt, I would pull over on the side of the road immediately and collect that. And I'm also like, you know, if I have a friend that's in like a crazy weird place and traveling through, I'm like, can you get me some dirt? You know? Yes. <laughs> and at the same time, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And it's also like one of my art teachers like said to me she was like yeah it's cool to like make all your own materials but like at what point are you going to be painting ah uh, you know that's and so valid. It's kind of, yeah and so it's kind of like um you know like there there can be so much intentionality as much as you want to go and for me it's like you know let's do as much as we can with yeah we also have to just get paintings done and, and do paintings mm -hmm. so I, yeah I've been also just using um typical oil paints for for them yeah no that totally makes sense it's just really inspiring too to see how you're connecting to your art on so many different levels this is like a very intimate project for you yeah it's been really intimate I'm kind of like um yeah, they feel, they feel really, um, like I hide them sometimes when people come over, mm. like, like I, they, they feel very, um, sacred and like little babies, like yeah. they just, they just feel so, so like they just, you know, right now I just feel like I'm protecting them in a way. And I don't know if I, you know, that could also be me just like being overprotective, but um, I feel really like really close to them. Mm. That's beautiful. <clears throat> I know with some astrology, people connect numerology into that work as well. Is that something that you've, you use with your, um, your work with astrology? And if so, is that something that you've been kind of infusing into the paintings as well? Cause there's color, there's imagery. I'm like, where else is the, where else is the stuff that you're like pulling from? Yeah. So n I don't really work numerology so much. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but it is like, you know, back to thinking about the elections and things like there's parts to each painting that I've done, like during specific times intentionally. Hmm. Like, um, like for example, um, Apollo is in my sun painting mm-hmm. and Apollo is like known as the God of the sun. So for my sun painting, it was during Leo season. So the sun was in Leo during that time and it's domicile. Um, the moon. Oh yeah. The moon was in Sagittarius and Jupiter was in Aries. Um, I did it during a time when the moon was on the ascendant trining the sun in the ninth house in the sun's house of joy, which is known as the house of God, which is where the sun rejoices, trining Jupiter in Aries. So there's a grand fire trine with the sun and it's one of its best possible spots. And that's when I painted Apollo. Wow. That's, that's so cool. So I'm uh, with that. Are you kind of the planning out that you are doing? Are you kind of coming up with concepts and then going, looking at, at astrology coming up and going, I have to do this on this day? Yeah, kind of for sure. Especially yeah. like, like when Jupiter went back into Pisces, I went so hard on him. <laughs> <laughs> I went so hard on Jupiter and I like, you know, made sure I painted my fish during that time for Pisces mm-hmm. and like, um, you know, like really like wanted, yeah, really wanted kind of that energy to be present there for as much mm-hmm. as possible. And when I, when I started my Jupiter painting, it was right. It was the first time Jupiter crept into Pisces. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, so they were, they were all begun on a specific election. So like before I, before I started them, I, I did plan out like, okay, this is the day that I'm going to start my sun painting. It's going to be at 6 a.m. sunrise, August 8th, like perf, you know, all these things happening. And then I'm going to start my sun painting. Ooh, I love that. There's a lot of like structure there, but, or, well, it's not even, I wouldn't say structure, but like this, this like really intentionality the like vision that's coming to me as you're saying this is it's like walking up a hill and putting your flag down as you're like proclaiming this is Jupiter time this is Mars time and like yeah it's happening yeah I love that (laughs) yeah because because these are you know working with the same you know, method as like a talisman, it's the same thing you elected at a certain time. But because these are like, you know, normally with a with a standard election, you just do the thing and then you're done with it and you just have the thing. But these mm-hmm. are like being worked on over so long. Um, and so it, it's, yeah, it's a little different, but just making sure that I kind of stuck my flag, you know, to like claim yeah. my territory. It's like, okay, this territory, you know, we're starting here and then from here when there have been other kind of good timings, like making sure that I put those in as well. Yeah. 
And I can't remember if you mentioned this, like your intention for finishing these paintings, is that kind of also lined up with specific astrology as well, where you're like, yeah, this is the day. yeah, yeah, yeah. So March, 2023, Saturn moves out of domicile into Pisces. So my Saturn is in Aquarius. And so it's been in Aquarius for the last two and a half years, which has been cool because I, you know, figured out I wanted to do this process and started it during that time. And this is like your Saturn return baby. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to, and, and Saturn, because it is, you know, at its, in its domicile in Aquarius, I want to make sure that I finish for, you know, for Saturn and time to mm. kind of like finalize that election as well. It, it's also been like, if you're following like electional astrology right now, it's like been a great a time for good elections the past two and a half years. Like I got really lucky. There've been some gnarly aspects, but like Jupiter going into domicile, like Mars being exalted, Saturn being at home. Like it's been, there've been some like, I got lucky. Like mm. these things won't happen for another like 20 years, you know, like some of them. So that's also interesting. But yes, trying to finish before my sound return as again, it being the seven basics. It's like me getting to know the planets through this process. And so kind of wanting to do that whole thing within my sound return window. Yeah. That's very powerful. And that, that like gives it an even more like special little bow because Saturn return is a big deal. Um, as far as like the transformations that we encounter and also like how that sets us up for the next cycle of time. And so it really makes sense that there's like, all right, Saturn, let's go. Let's, let's have this be ready for you. With that, I'm curious, like what your plans are, what your vision is, as far as when you do finish, what becomes their next step? Because these are your babies. This is not like just run in the mill. This is you gathered the earth and made paint. Like this is really intense. Yeah. So are you asking my intention with these paintings? Or are you asking what do I want to do after the paintings? Um, your intentions with them, like. Is there a yeah. show that's envisioned in your head or like something around that? Because I'm like, people who would buy these, you're so connected to them. That would be tricky. You've got to find right homes. It's almost like send an application. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Join the list. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I Yeah. I definitely envision a show for them. I don't have anything lined up anywhere, but I have a vision of each one of them. Like it would be dope if each one of them could have their own room and I could set up like full space for them, like altars and smells and have yes. a whole experience of like going into that planet. Yes. Um, I want to you know, definitely make prints of them. And with that, I want to do like elections for the prints. Like I want to have like 
you know, certain ones have like the sort of the magic infused in them. And then they're also, so the, the entire series is, has the major arcana in them from the tarot. Mm -hmm. So um, in planning to make a tarot deck, um, after these are done, I have to do my, my minor arcana paintings, which I already have a plan laid out for, um, but kind of just, you know, Saturn goes in, that's like, not that far away. It's like 10 weeks or something, which is like 10 days with each painting, if you think about it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, crunch time for me. So I'm kind of overwhelmed with that. But when that's done, I'm going to be doing the minor arcana for the tarot deck and then um, eventually making a deck for that. Hopefully, I don't know if it's ambitious to say the end of next year, but I would like that to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, I, they need to be seen by people. Mm -hmm. They're an experience to be had, like with the planet. And, and I think that's like, as I say that, I feel like that's kind of the agreement that we made, me and the planets of like, they're like, you're going to like share this energy, you know, like, yeah, like they want, they want to be here. They want to be felt. Yeah. No, that's, that's so beautiful. And I love that you brought up the major arcana because as someone, me personally, who works with tarot quite a bit, I tend to connect my tarot to astrology a lot. So when I see the lovers, I think a Gemini and, and connect with those pretty deeply. Um, how has infusing the tarot into these paintings kind of, has that kind of helped you connect to the tarot more or what has that looked like for you? Yeah, totally. So exactly. So yeah, so the, yeah, the tarot is based off of you know, the astrology and the planets. And so when I was working with the different iconography of what's going to be in this painting and doing all this research, it's like, oh yeah, of course I want the, the arcana associated with that. And then it was just sort of like, oh, well, why don't I just add all of it in there? It started with the high priestess. She was the first to emerge of all of, all of the, figures in my series mm. in the moon and um it was sort of yeah this like realization of like oh I should just I can include these and almost like the tarot deck just wants to happen with it. it 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 wasn't it didn't feel like oh I have to do this extra step um it was yeah. already there and like through that I definitely learned a lot about um you know, the tarot and especially just specifically the astrological associations with them and, mm -hmm. and really kind of understanding that's my main understanding of how to work with that as I, as I think about kind of the astrology tied and like, you know, what does that bring up for me? And, um, yeah. yeah, I think that's a great way to connect with, with that modality because they support each other so much. There's so much like iconography within both that is just like 
they're best friends. So it it really makes sense to have them be be together for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you work with astrology outside of these paintings. I have seen like shirts that you have made and things like that. Do you still do, um, is it screen print that you use or do you still so do I, that work? I do. I, so I use a print on demand company. Okay. Um, and I, yeah, so I made one of the, one of the reasons I started making the, sh- the planetary shirts is because I was wanting to wear the clothes when I was painting. So, cause I was already kind of doing that. Like that's another thing you can do to connect with the brand, their colors on their days. Um, and so I was like, I, ah, what if I had a, you know, cool th- shirt that I wore. And then um, I started making those. So yeah, I have planetary shirts that are specific to that planet. And they, they have uh, the seal of Agrippa, who is a 14th century occult philosopher that developed these planetary seals based off of these uh, magic squares and uh like there's one that's been propping up my computer this whole time this is a jupiter seal nice so the my jupiter shirt it has the seal with like a nice like um kind of sage man and then he has the jupiter symbol and different plant plants associated with him or around him and it's a blue shirt. So mm. the idea is like, again, that when you have like a likeness of something, the thing is attracted to it and it'll go into it and you can have that nice energy for that day. Oh, you love that. It's like, there's just so many layers. Like every, I, even when I'm like, oh, we're not talking about the paintings anymore. We're talking about t-shirts. It's like, <laughs> no, that's still related to the paintings. It's all, it's like inception. Everything it's, is. that. <laughs> You know the meme format of the guy shooting the world and it's like, yes. wait, it's all about the paintings? Always has been. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I absolutely love that. And so you also yeah. read astrology for folks, right? Like that's another I thing do. that you do as well. You do chart readings. Yes, I do that. Um, I do chart readings. That It's funny because electional astrology is it's a bit more complicated than um like natal reading and so Mm -hmm. it's like if you get to a point where you can elections you can pretty much do natal readings like they 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 it sort of is like informing the other you know Mm -hmm. and and so that just kind of happened for me naturally because I was just reading all of my friends charts and I was they were expressing that I was giving them better readings than people that they had paid for. And I was like, huh, all right. Like, I, th- I think I want to share this because there's a lot of very fluffy astrology out, out there. And yes. it felt like I want people to get real information that want it. And then I just started doing elections for people. I did my first election recently. This client wanted a wedding date. So I picked out her wedding date for her. Oh my gosh. So like she wanted to know the best date for her wedding and she asked you. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a totally different conversation. Cause in my head I was like, Ooh, how do you do that? And it's like, (laughs) that's probably a whole lot. (laughs) That's probably a can of worms. It's a can of worms. It's actually a lot of work. Um, 
and like that sort of you know I remember the beginning of our conversation you were like what is an election I was kind of like you can do it for anything um you know like you can really do it for anything like if you read the old grimoires like they really do have elections for getting rid of rats or like getting rid of certain illnesses and like these sorts of things and and yeah or anything you know and it's sort of reverse divination of of looking at what would be the optimal places for these to happen because what are the plants planets doing in like the macrocosm and how yeah. could that play out on a micro level mm. that's so fascinating how did you find a this type of astrology to begin with because I've taken different classes. I've done this. I've done that. This is kind of my first time hearing about it. And so it feels like maybe an esoteric form of reading that not a lot of people are aware of. Yeah, it's not that well known for sure. Um, It is a little bit like a little more esoteric in terms of you kind of have to do a little more digging to find um stuff on that but it definitely exists I didn't know that what I wanted to do was make like talismans or how to do that I just had this idea of thinking it was a unique idea I want to like infuse magic in in my art like there's got to be a science behind that and Mm. through that I found uh Christopher Warnock who's he's known as the renaissance astrologer he's like a renaissance astrology and I actually found him I think I yeah so I found him and start like got some of his classes and just started studying what he has a lot of knowledge on. He's probably one of the the more more known guys of the field today. But um, he has a lot of really good resources for free online and on Renaissance astrology. And is the intention of wanting to infuse magic into the paintings? That's you're saying that that's what kind of drew you to that form of paint of uh, astrology. Yeah, absolutely. It was sort of this like vision of, you know, art and ritual and and how do I do that? Like, what is my unique way of doing that? And um, figuring out from there. I Yeah, it's been a whole journey. I've been on the hero's journey. Yes, that is beautiful. Well, I'd love to know. Where do you see this going for you after the paintings in March? You finish up your paintings. Where do you see this kind of expanding for you? Or is that even just like you can't really even think about that because you're in this world right now? Yeah. So, you know, again, like the the seven basics being the beginning of the path to get to know the planets in a way and and all the studying I've been doing sort of in a way to be able to create these sort of electional paintings for people. Um, and, and in a way of, you know, the reverse divination, it's like we can have an image that was sort of created for this certain thing to happen. And we can kind of bring that out and bring that into people's lives. And through that, like through getting to know the paintings and this really intimate process, understanding how to do that for someone else. Right. Um, you know, they want this certain thing to happen for them or, or um, you know, they, they're having trouble with this certain thing. Well, how do we use, you know, astrology and art and magic and sort of help 
that that situation. Mm. So creating tools for others, basically. Yeah, definitely. Like I would love, I would love to be able to read someone's birth chart and then like, you know, tell me some things that they want to do and then I can make a painting for them. Ooh, that feels so good. That feels like, like definitely would love one of those in my future. And yeah, and I would love to teach too. You know, like I do feel like this is an initiation process for me to, to be able to have the tools to give them to others and really like, you know, share how do we, how do we make these, these paintings that act as, you know, like artifacts and talismans to sort of anchor these auspicious elections and days and, and more, you know, more of what we really need. Absolutely. Well, with all of that said, I would love for you to share where folks can find you and witness this journey, see these amazing pieces, um, maybe pick up a shirt for the days of the week to resonate (laughs) with. Like, I definitely feel like I'm about to, um, and all that good stuff. So, um, I'm most active on Instagram. My Instagram is Amelia Passer and, um, through there, through my link, um, I have my website, ameliapasser.com. My Etsy shop is Amelia Passeris, um, just Amelia Passer with O-U-S on the end of it. Um, you mm-hmm. can also find that through like my link tree and my Instagram. And then I have a Patreon that I have been sharing my full paintings on. Um, and that is also Amelia Passer. And I'm hoping to start offering more kind of teachings and, and things, especially I've been wanting to do like a, a planetary series where I like go through and, and talk about all the planets and sort of share what I know about them so people can also connect with them. And um, yeah, so that's, that's on my Patreon if you want to see the full paintings, because I have been being a secret about them. Mm. Um, so but yeah and um yeah hoping to finish in March fingers crossed that's what Saturn wants so that's gonna happen yeah what she wants she gets yes well awesome (laughs) Amelia it was such a pleasure yeah thank you so much for having me